everybody. Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On today's episode, I have such an amazing guest. I've known this man for a very long time, <laughs> and we're gonna uh, we're gonna get into all that. How long have we actually known each other? Well, this man is my brother, best friend. I mean, uh-huh. we're everything. Um, he's a Sack and Fox Comanche artist, and he is Dukon Harris. Oh, real quick, you've probably heard his name throughout the podcast. So, finally, he is on. He is here in in the flesh. Oh, uh, thank you, man. Uh, <clears throat> I want to say what's up to everybody, and uh, thank you for bringing me on here. And <clears throat> I feel uh, I feel good to be on here. You know, before we start this podcast, I want to say something. You know, like everything that you're doing, man. Like your podcast and how far it's gone and it's amazing and it's, and it's inspiring to me like to see you following your dream and every episode just gets better and better and better so i feel very fortunate and very blessed to be on here and <laughs> to be a part of it you know and it's really cool thank like, you like man it's it's inspiring to me you're following your dream that takes guts not everyone can do this and I'm happy to be a part of it. Thank you for inviting me to your home. You have a beautiful home here. Uh, we're in beautiful Oklahoma. Like, and I was born and raised. I'm an Okie. Born and raised. Um, Southern Oklahoma, Central Oklahoma. And uh, yeah, I guess I could start with introducing myself. My name is Dukon Harris. I am a Comanche and Sac and Fox native from Oklahoma. And I am a self-taught artist. I, uh, I went to art school in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and that's where I met Russell. And we just hit it off right away because um, it was during orientation, and, and uh, he said he was from Oklahoma, and I was like, oh, no way, I have, I have something in common with somebody here. So I was like, hey, where are you from? You know, And you're like, Pawnee. It's like, oh, man, I'm from... You know, I told him where I was from, so we just hit it off right away. A little bit about myself. I'm, I consider myself a self-taught artist. You know, I grew up around uh, my, my mom's family. They're Comanche, and uh, they're like an artistic family. My grandfather was a, a well-renowned um, Oklahoma artist, and his name is Doc Tate Nevacoya. You know, if you ever get a chance, man, look him up because he did so much for his tribe, his family, and uh, and for Oklahoma artists in the state. And like he was just an extraordinary man. And I, you know, growing up, he was just my grandfather, my grandpa, you know, Grandpa Doc. And I didn't know he was like a famous artist, you know. <laughs> so it was cool to be uh, to be around him. I grew up around him, and. Uh, I remember being at his home and wanting to be around him all the time because at that time my father wasn't around. He was out, you know, on the Palo Trail, you know. And my grandfather was kind of like the the father figure in the equation. And I wanted to be around him and he was you know doing his paintings and uh carvings and making Comanche style flutes and I got to see all that. You know, my, my uncles were also um, 
painters and artists and carvers and and I guess at that time I wanted to be a part of that you know I wanted to be I wanted to be in that just a part of that because of the environment it was such an artistic environment and I remember going into his painting room and just sitting on the floor and having a piece of paper and a pencil and trying to draw the things that he painted. And I remember doing these drawings and, and showing him and showing my grandmother. And my grandmother was the, the critic. She would see it. And I would draw these like uh, these natives with like big muscles and like six packs and stuff like that. And I remember she would get mad at she would get she'd get on to me and say, you know, Indians weren't weren't built like that. They're strong, but they didn't have those type of muscles like that. And she would say, draw them, you know, draw them right, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I remember that to this day. She used to say that. So, you know, she was she was my first critic. And, you know, with a true heart, I could say that I started drawing, I would say back when I was three or four years old. You know, art has always been a part of my life. And it's taken care of me. You know, and I thank God, you know, the creator for blessing me with the ability to do this. You know, it's something that's helped put food on my, my, my tape, my family's table, put food in my kids' bellies, you know, clothes on our backs. And, you know, it's a blessing and I appreciate all of it. And it's taken me this far. And I remember, I remember one time I was showing some art in this gallery where, where I live in, in uh, upstate New York. And there was a, a native TV group there that was doing like a little, like a little interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're asking me and, and I was so nervous because it was like the first time really getting my art out, you know, mm-hmm. and they're asking me, um, you know, to do an interview. And I was just, I couldn't say what I wanted to say. And this is what I wanted to say is that the artwork that I do you know, it's helped me in so many ways. And it was there for me when I was up and there for me when I was down. And I can, there's just countless stories of, uh, of the times that it's, it's helped me in my life from, you know, being broke and not having any money to, you know, helping me out with something, you know, mm-hmm. people buying my artwork. But, <clears throat> You know, from the beginning, I always knew that I was an artist. And in grade school, where I went to grade school, I would just, I would be drawing all the time. And and, uh, and my fellow classmates would see it and they would always be like, wow, I can't believe you could do that, you know. And they would ask me to draw things for them and stuff. And I remember one time we took a... Uh, a field trip to the state capitol and they had these little sand sandpaper drawings there was like a paper with sand on it and like you scratch the sand off and it would create like an image so i was doing like doing these drawings and people would see it my student my fellow students would see it and and they would want it so i was sitting there doing these drawings for people and it was for free and i was like oh, you know that'd be cool if uh, they would pay me for it mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know you can make money from it so I think that's when it all started. <laughs> like the thought of getting paid for this. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
like I can do something with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and all through all through school, I w- I was um, doing my art. You know, you get those notebooks in the beginning of school, and they're they're for note taking down notes and homework and stuff like that. Well, to me, it was a drawing pad. <laughs> you know, that's all I used it for, and I don't know how I passed because I graduated when I was supposed to, but. I, and I, I passed all the, the grades that I was supposed to. And I was like, I don't remember doing a lot of homework. I just remember drawing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and uh, there was a time where I kept it to myself. You know, I didn't share it with anybody. And, and a lot of people didn't know that I was an artist because that's how, you know, secret I kept it. You know? And it wasn't till... I think I started doing art classes in high school and my teacher would say, you know, I guess he noticed like, um, that I had something mm-hmm. and he would say, you know, you should do, you should do Indian artwork, you know, like Indian stuff. And at that time I was into like heavy metal, like metal bands, you know, mm-hmm. doing, uh, like, I guess just like recreating CD covers oh, of like okay. metal bands and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. bands that I was into at the time. And I was like, you know, I'm not really into that. You know, I'm not going to do that. And, and, uh, you know, I just, at the time, I guess I just drew what I was into. And, <clears throat> and then I met, an artist I think it was like in 2006 and he was from North Carolina and he was I went to his home and like he had his artwork all over his house and he did like drawings and paintings and acrylic paintings and oil paintings and like airbrush style paintings and he did tattoos too he did a tattoo on my back but he was like a real artist. I was like, whoa, like this is, this is crazy. Like he was doing photorealistic stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I seen it, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, you can do that with a pencil. <laughs> like, man, like, you know, can you show me how, you know, cause at that time I wasn't at that level and he just, we would sit down and we would like draw and like, and that's when I asked him like, man, can you teach me how to do this? And he said, he said these simple words. He said, you know, draw it how you see it. And like those simple words, just like they it just like something exploded in my mind. I'm like, wow, OK, I'm going to draw it how I see it. You know? Yeah. So that's when I started getting into like photorealism. And. Uh, I just practiced, you know, all the time. And. I was alone a lot, so I would just practice drawing just drawing all the time, all the time. And I started doing uh, charcoal drawings and graphite pencil drawings. That was what I started out with. And <clears throat> and uh, I remember, I think it was in 2005, my tribe was doing an art show. And I wanted to enter a piece in, or I entered two pieces in, and they were charcoal portraits. And at that time, like, I didn't have any money. Like, I was out of high school. And uh, my grandmother was the first one who, like, kind of, like, inspired me. My mom's mom. Mm-hmm. 
she kind of inspired me to like to really go like really go for it I guess I would show her my artwork I did a picture of my grandfather who passed away her her husband uh, my grandpa doc I did a I did a portrait style piece of him and she seen it and she just started crying you know it was it was that lifelike I guess you know yeah and and uh it just made me feel really good to like know that it was something my that piece was something that someone could recognize and and relate to <clears throat> and uh so I figured I would put a couple of pieces in that art show. And then I doubted myself. I was like, man, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. There's like a, a lot of really good Comanche artists. I, I better not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, that doubt came in, that self-doubt. Yeah. And anyway, like I guess her and my mom, they got those, they got two pieces that I did and they framed them and they entered them into the show for me mm-hmm. and then the date of the the date of the show was coming up and they're like come on Duke we gotta go to the opening like it was like the grand opening to see who won oh. and uh, I didn't want to I was like nah like I'm alright I know I know my pieces aren't gonna do anything you know like, there's a lot of good artists you know in that area and my mom was like come on let's just go let's just go look we'll just go look at the artwork you know so I did we went and uh, we were waiting at the door and like uh, a lot of people started gathering around and then they opened the doors and then I was like, oh, I'm going to go look for my piece, you know? And so I did and I was looking around and finally I seen my piece and there was a blue ribbon by it. I was like, no way. <laughs> I was like, no way. You know, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, mm-hmm. it was unbelievable to me at that time because mm-hmm. I didn't think that I was capable of doing something like that where other people would notice it and, and think that it was any good. And I was just in awe. I was just, I, I stood in front of it and people would come by and congr- congratulate me and shake my hand and say, oh, you did a good job, you know. And other uh, fellow artists would, you know, come by and congratulate me. And I remember this one guy, he was a painter. He said, you need to get into painting. He's like, drawing's good, but there's a lot of competition in it. He's like, get into painting. And at that time, I didn't really think anything of, I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, yeah, like maybe, like, you know, I didn't see myself as a painter. Just like, you know, I'm comfortable with doing charcoal drawings. I'll just stick to what I'm comfortable to, comfortable with, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that, I just continued to do that. And then I went to IAIA, and that's where we met. And I think I was out there for like three years. And, you know, I didn't I didn't take full advantage of everything that was at I, you know, because it is a good school, you know. And at that time, I think I was just young. You know, uh, we had a lot of fun there. Yeah. <laughs> we just, you know, it was a it was a fun experience for me. I ended up meeting my wife there. I followed her back up to upstate New York, and that's where we started our life. You know, we we started having children, and I had my first daughter, 
and then you know at that time you know you needed money you know kids kids are very expensive <laughs> yeah and yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know at the time i was selling uh my charcoal drawings and they were big pieces they're like three foot by four foot uh pieces like um portraits and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i was selling them in, in oklahoma they were selling and then when we went to new york i remember we needed some extra money so i went to this gift shop where this lady was you know she would buy art i guess she would commission artwork and stuff like that and i showed her i showed her my this piece that i did and it was a western style like native on horseback kind of style like an old indian style i guess and she said you know what is this you know people don't buy drawings you know and she kind of like cut me down (laughs) i was like oh yeah i'm gonna go sell this and then she like kind of cut me down in one way she's like what is this you know this isn't anything no one's gonna buy this i can't i can't sell this so you need to go why don't you go and get you some canvas and get you some paints and then come back and show me what you got and, you know, in that moment, I was like, man, like, I almost, I kind of got shot down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do that. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to try it. So, and I was intimidated by painting too, acrylic painting. Cause I didn't, I took a painting class at IA, but like, I didn't really get into it. It was just like an introduction class. But anyway, I went to go get canvas and I got some paints and I painted something like really basic, like the, it wasn't no color mixture or anything. It was just really basic. And I went and I took it back to her and she's like, wow, she, she bought it off of me. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, <laughs> and I was like, then was, the light bulb clicked in my head and I was like, wow, I can, I can do this. I can make money off of this. So I, I came back and. Or she said, if you got any more paintings, let me know. I'll Damn. buy them off you. So, you know, of course I went back and started painting more. Mm-hmm. And then I'd br- I'd bring them there and like she was impressed by them. And I was like, no way. <laughs> and so it pushed me to, to learn about painting and to learn about mixing colors. And, and then I realized that, you know, artwork has no limits. It has no boundaries. And... And I just, I like fully like just jumped into it and we're just trying different things. And, you know, over the time I got better, you know, and some of those paintings that I first started with, they're still hanging up, you know, she bought them. She didn't resell them. She bought them for her shop. Like, so they were like permanent pieces. Mm-hmm. And, um, like sometimes I just go there and like, look at them and like, man, like looking at when I started to how far I am now, like, man, it just, it's, it impresses me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, it's a journey. It's definitely a journey. And I'm thankful to be on this journey. And, uh, there's always something new to learn with, with, with acrylic paints. I started getting to oil painting and, and then I remember there was another artist in the community where I live and he was doing he was doing carvings on on moose antlers he was an awesome artist man he was awesome he was doing moose antler carvings he was doing uh regular carvings on wood and he was doing wood burning 
and uh, me and him were kind of cool. And I was like, wow, what's what's that? And he was like, it's a wood. You never seen a wood burner? I was like, no. And so he showed me. He's like, yeah, go get. He he told me where to get one. And at that time, I was building uh, log cabins with my father-in-law. And so, like, during the, during the work day, I was working. And then after work, there was, like, scrap pieces of wood, like, from the wood that we would cut and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'd get these scrap pieces, and I would just practice on them. And, uh, you know, I took them to that lady, you know, the same lady that I'm talking about. And, and she was really impressed by them. And she bought them. So I was like, wow, I could, you know, I can do wood burning for, for, uh, you know, for my artwork. And mm. that's where that started. You know, wood burning is, you know, it's really, it's unforgiving. You know, if you make a mess, if, if you mess up, you know, you're going to end up sanding it or, you know, starting over. And I've burnt my fingers many times with a wood burner. And if there's anyone out there that's, that's into wood burning, like, I'm pretty sure they'll tell you the same thing. You know, it's, you know, it's a, it's a lot of it was trial and error, you know, with everything that I do, you know, and, and, and I said that I never finished, you know, we were talking earlier and I said, I never finished, uh, I never graduated from IA, you know, and, um, but like whenever I was forced into these positions of creating artwork, you know, to feed my family, I, uh, it was trial and error. It was trial and error with, with acrylics, with oils, with wood burning. I started teaching myself how to carve, um, to do spray paint murals. It was all trial and error, like just messing up and trying it over again and learning from my mistakes. And <clears throat> and uh, I think that's the beauty of being an artist is is the trial and error journey for me anyway, because I consider myself a self-taught artist. You know, I didn't really learn anything at art school because maybe I didn't listen. But, you know, when I had to teach myself, uh, you know, I caught on pretty fast. I'm thankful for that. And, you know, I can I can say with a, with a true and honest heart that, you know, the creator made me an artist. You know, he knew what I was going to go through in my life. He knew the 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 path that I was gonna take, and um, and artwork just fit into that equation, and uh, and I'm thankful for it. You know, being a I I met a lot of cool artists, met a lot of cool people, and a lot of our classmates are out here like doing big things. You know, and it's really cool to see. Like and even with you, like man, it's it's awesome, <laughs> and yeah. I'm a part of it, and 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 I've you know, sky's the limit. You know, I'm looking forward to what I'm gonna be creating in five years. You know, what's you know what am what am I gonna be doing? Like, what's my artwork gonna be looking like? Because I got into wood carving, even carving with a chainsaw, like. <laughs> You know, it's, uh, it's, it's limitless. <clears throat> you know, I, I, uh, I could say that my artwork career or my career as an artist started 
in 2012. Like, that's when I first started painting. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, the, the style that I started with isn't the style that I kept. Um, I like to keep everything fresh and like, if I get, you know, tired with painting, I'll move on to wood burning. And, you know, if I get tired of wood burning, I'll move on to carving, you know, and I just try and keep it fresh like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, uh, well, you mentioned like everybody, well, not everybody, but most of our classmates, you know, yeah. Like it's crazy, man. It's crazy to see everybody out there trying to make a, just make a life that's not normal, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, like, like Sadie or Natani yeah. or Robert Mesa. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm sure I'm, for, I'm forgetting some. And even you, dude, like, like when I first met you, man, I didn't know what the fuck to expect from anything. <laughs> like I, like I was just, I was just this like 19 year old kid that like never, never was on my own really. Mm -hmm. And, I was like fucking scared as fuck. And <laughs> and I remember like <clears throat> it was like the same thing. I was I was in orientation and I think we we're fuck I forgot who was even doing that orientation, but we're like we were in orientation and I got there late, of course, and I had to <laughs> sit in front and uh and like I remember like I was sitting there and I was like fuck, like I was all nervous and shit cuz like I didn't really know how to speak in front of people hmm. and I just kept that whole time. I was just like, please don't like ask me to get stand up here and get in front of everybody <laughs> yeah. and fucking talk to everybody. Cause yeah. man, I was like just afraid to like, I was shy. I was really shy hmm. and I was afraid because I was just with new people that I've never met before in my life hmm. and just from different areas of the fucking country. Hmm. And then it was just like intimidating because some knew like they're, some knew their culture and then some knew yeah. like, and, and it was an art school. So I kind of figured like everybody there fucking knew how to draw. Right. Huh. And like, I haven't, I didn't before that, the only time I drew was like, or I drawn anything was my sophomore year in high school. And I was like, I draw like Marvel stuff, like Punisher or like Spider-Man. It wasn't like good, but I just look at a, comic in our art class or something or like at home if i had one and i just recreate that that was like all i did i never like really thought of anything on my own so prior to that that was it and then went through high school graduated and then like took a year off worked and then <clears throat> went to ia and i i thought i was gonna be there for music but they didn't have that and so mm -hmm. i was like shit like with all these fucking artists and like everybody's like really like cool and like confident and it was just like i don't know and i remember sitting there and they're just asked whoever it was was asking everybody like all right was everybody from you know like raise your or the point them out and i think i was the first one that went or second one or something so luckily we didn't have to stand up i just sat there yeah. <laughs> you know uh, shrimp jumbo shrimp hunched over <laughs> <laughs> and everybody went through and i remember i was tired too i was fucking tired as fuck because like we had to wake up early you remember that the elevation the fucking, too <laughs> and elevation man it fucking sucked and i remember we had to get up early and go to these orientation classes and they had us doing like 
fun stuff and getting to know each other. And I mean, it was cool, but I was tired. I was a kid. I wanted to sleep in. And I remember like everybody went through and like, I remember hearing somebody say, I'm from Oklahoma and I didn't get your name then, mm-hmm. but it just said, I heard Oklahoma and I was like, and I turned around and you're like way up in the back of that room. <laughs> and like, we're on like, I was on this one corner and you're in like the back side of that corner. Like we were like opposites. And I was like, I'm gonna talk to that guy. And so I remember I like tried to look for you. Like I tried searching for you and you blazed out or something. And I did see you like going out, but I think it's skateboard. <laughs> so yeah. I couldn't like fucking run after you. I didn't want to die out there because of the elevation. So, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'll just talk to him later. And I, I remember like we caught each other in the rec room or some shit. Yeah. We're playing pool. And, like, almost had a scuffle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> almost almost uh, got kicked out of school at first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah, I remember that, though. But, like, I don't know. I was just, I was trying to, like, I was trying too hard to, like, make a friend and, like, wow. impress you. Like, that's, mm. that's what I was doing. Like, I was wanting you to think I was funny. And I was, like, really, like, but, like, we don't know each other. Like, right. you don't know my humor. And, like, I wanted to think I knew you because you're from the same place. <laughs> but, like, like. That was my first dose of, like, motherfuckers are real out here. Like, you need to watch your mouth, you know? Uh. And so, but you didn't know me. And, like, I was, like, I didn't know, like, how to, like, talk to anybody. Huh. Like, you know, like, like at home, like, I'm at home or whatever. And I see people every fucking day. So I know them. Like, mm-hmm. I know who they are, um, what they do, or what the fuck. Like, we just know each other. And then, like, yeah, like, uh. And I remember, like, we almost got in that scuffle, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like my main, my no, like my main thing was like, like oh, God. <laughs> well, it was like, "Oh shit!" But like, I didn't want to like get kicked out because, like, I didn't want to go back home. Like, I was like, "I'm already here, so I might as well just tough it out." Because I was like, scared to like stay there. I was scared to wow. just like, I wanted to go back. Like, I just wanted to like tell my mom, like, it's just. I think I don't think I want to stay here, wow. but I just like said no, nah, like just stay here and fuck something will come out of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then and I remember uh, somebody broke us up or whatever. It's and, Mylan. <laughs> uh, shout out Mylan. <laughs> you're, you're, Thanks, cool. Mylan. you're cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. You broke you broke us up though, and I remember like uh, I remember you broke us up and you had us like. You weren't slinging us around or anything. You're just like holding us and you're like, don't fucking do this. Like you just got here. Like and you held us by the back of our uh, shirts, man. <laughs> held us in the air. Held us by our ears. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no. and he was like, he was like, uh, just, he's like, he's like, don't do that. Like, you know, like, you know how dumb that is? Like you guys are here, you know, you're all, we're all native or whatever. And uh-huh. like, we're all here to like, you know, do something i guess i can't remember what he said but that was along the lines of it hmm. and then uh and then we got cool after that you know we kind of chilled out and and i remember somebody else uh mentioned a little get together oh yeah yeah a little get together and then and then we all went and mm-hmm. we all went and then had some fun but that was weird too because like i just went like yeah it was it was so weird that like it was just like I felt fine. You felt I, I, comfortable. <laughs> I guess I felt comfortable, and then but at the same time I was like, 
I don't know who these people are. Like, like, I don't know who this person is or who that guy is. And I don't know. Like, I guess it's cool. And we went and like some crazy stuff happened and, you know, we all had our backs and that was like, that was another time where it was like, okay, well like there's some camaraderie here, I guess. So, Mm -hmm. and then like, as that semester went on, like we all just like got together. We bonded. We all just like, it was it was so crazy, man. That first semester was like, I could I swear, man, that that could be a fucking uh, um reality TV show. Yeah, the first semester. That was first badass. semester was, <laughs> it felt so long. Yeah, it did. It like, it felt like everything just like it went on for a long time, and I think mm-hmm. about it still. Like, I mean, we went through like happy times, sad times, like just like breakups or like having girl problems or I mean it was like it was so weird to have all of that and we're all young and we like we really didn't know how to like deal with it we were just always there for each other none of that would happen at home like had I stayed home it was really cool to like experience all that the years went on to where we just started like getting more friends and meeting more people and then just I don't know just just running things. No, just kidding. <laughs> <Goon squad. laughs> That's when the just, goon squad just, started. Just some goons, man. <laughs> just some fucking goons. And, like, I mean, it was, like, I always think back, man, like, like, me and you have been through, like, everything. Oh, man. And, yeah. I mean, and then nobody, like, people, I guess people understand because every time they see me, they ask, how are you doing? Wow. <laughs> yeah, and they always everybody sees us like together, huh. like, but that was like from our first semester there. Like yeah. we went through like everything, and then we, and then we just, and yeah, we did fuck around a lot, and I kind of wish like I would have paid attention more in school, but that doesn't like that shouldn't like bug you a lot. Because there's like yeah. things that, like you're a great artist. Oh, I was gonna get to that too. So like I remember we had a lot of classes together, <laughs> and uh, fuck, I was in new media arts, and damn, kept having to take damn drawing classes and fucking painting classes. Yeah. And Charles was in all of them, and uh, <laughs> damn, this guy was like fucking killing it on that piece of paper, just drawing whatever the fuck he wanted. And oh, I was like, you. damn shit. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll draw Chewbacca. and uh man that was like intimidating too because i was like fuck like why can't you suck too like (laughs) (laughs) and we sat by each other we sat by each other all the time we ate lunch all we ate lunch together all the time and go to each other's rooms just like not even lock them and like just enter and enter in a room and like went to mcdonald's all the time went everywhere in town together like we're like inseparable and Like, that's what everybody remembers, too. Like, we're, like, always together. And then, like, as that time went on, like, we were, like, still together. Like, we were, like, always together. And then, like, like I said, like, we met, like, a bunch of people and they got to know us. And and then, like, but from, from, what, I, from what I understand and remember, dude, like, you've, like, always had this, like, incredible talent of being, like, an artist. Whether it be, like, pencil and paper, a pen tattooing your paintings i don't did i don't remember you painting and i i don't remember you took that class 
Yeah, I didn't really. I didn't. Really. Do we have that class together, with Linda? Um, no. The painting one was with uh, Norman Norman Acres. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't have that. Yeah, one class we didn't have together. But um, and I always knew like you were the type to just be like if you put your mind to anything, like you could do it. Like I I always knew that about you. And I still do. Like, you put your mind to something. Like, you're that example of a person, of a human uh, being, where you know you got to do it. You're gonna fucking do it, whether it be painting, jujitsu, f- like anything. And you're passionate about it. Like, you're pa- you're so passionate about everything you do. And <clears throat> I mean, like, you're very humble about it too. Like, you're you're a fucking great artist. Like, you just brought this painting uh, to me. You. It's a uh, yeah. jujitsu guy. And it's I'll, I'll post a picture, but I mean, flawless. Oh, uh, thank you. Fucking flawless as fuck. And I'm so thankful I have it. I finally have a Duke on Harris original. Original. <laughs> OG. OG. And I'm so thankful that I finally have one. Yep. But I would have taken anything. I remember, I remember like, I remember you drew this. Uh, you remember that drawing of Fifty Cent you made? Wow. No. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that, and then. Like I, uh, bro, I had like that portfolio you had at my dad's. It's somewhere. Oh yeah. I just want to give that to you if I find it. But I swear I seen it like maybe five years ago. I need to ask him if he put it up somewhere. But I do remember that fifty cent drawing. Yeah, he had like a cigar in his mouth. Mm-hmm. I wanted that, but you wouldn't let me have it. <laughs> 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 but like, dude, it's just like. Like you, like you told me, like you see the progression I made from whatever, like before starting this Mm -hmm. to where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. But like with you, dude, it's like it's always been there. Like, I mean, your stuff's great, man. Like, I don't want to like. I'm not sounding like it looks the same from back then. Like, I'm trying to say like it's always been great. Like it's always been like a masterpiece to me. Wow. Like I've like anything you can do is like a masterpiece. Huh. Whether it be oh yeah, I forgot wood burning, and then you said you work with chainsaws like carving. Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like anything you do, man. Like it's 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 just like it just turns into like a masterpiece. Like anything you do, I don't know. Do you realize that? Like no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never thought about it like that. I just you just do it. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I don't know. I just I mean we're like, finally talking about it now, but yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like when I do something, I just I guess I get I guess I get passionate about it. Like I I want to try and figure it out. Like um, you know, I with wood burning, like I had to figure it out. You know, I just put put that time but like they say the 10,000 hours mm-hmm. I tried to put that time into it just to figure it out you know and, and I've never seen anyone wood burn like portraits or you know work you know a lot of the wood burnings that I seen were basic and I didn't want to be like that I wanted to do something different with it I guess and like with anything like even jujitsu <laughs> You know, I started doing jujitsu. I'm a I'm a blue belt and uh, under uh, BTT Canada, 
and when I started doing that, uh, you know, man, I used to just get crushed. Like, I'd almost seem like for a year straight, and I just started to uh, study it myself, I guess. Because the person that was teaching me, it was like kind of like I was like the beat up dummy, you know. Mm. <laughs> he wasn't really teaching me. Like, <laughs> he was just letting me get beat up, you know, like kind of like the dummy, you know. Mm-hmm. You know? Some people buy a dummy, like so. That's kind of like how I, I felt like that it was. It's like, well, well I want to learn something too, you know. I want to learn how to submit people because at that time, that that first time I was just getting submitted left and right, like, and just I just kept going back as like. I wanted to learn more, but I think that's with everything that that I try to learn, I guess. Uh, even with tattooing, you know, I had to tattoo myself all over, you know, to finally try and understand it. And, you know, I, I tattooed a few people at school and, and you, like you're like my, you know, my test subject. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, I never thought about it like that. It's really nice to hear. <laughs> well, it's like like you just have this drive, like this mentality hmm. and it's like a back when I was like a when I was like a real big UFC fan. You'd watch those uh those countdowns, those mm-hmm. UFC countdowns. And then like when you start getting into jiu-jitsu, I was like, dude, Charles can do this. Like you can you like I think I tried to talk you into it, like, not like a lot, but just kind of hint around, like, hey, you should put in some striking with this too, oh, or yeah. like, because it seems like, like I've seen you like get in this mode where like you're just not afraid of like anything, like you don't, yeah. like you don't like, like you don't like it was stickball, so stickball, like that's a that's an example right there, like, like you were not afraid to like go against like or try to tackle somebody that's way bigger than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, or like run the ball. Like you just have this like certain mentality where it's like, like, I wish I had that. Oh, nothing. (laughs) Cause I ain't afraid of of blue. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I never thought about that. Damn. I should have told you a long time ago, but we're here now. We're here and we're telling, I'm telling you, but that's, that's like always like, that's what I notice about you. Hmm. Like that's why, like, like you say, like I'm inspiring you, but it's like you've always like inspired me wow. to like try to like at least do something. Like, like you're really good at all the things you do, hmm. and then I always like would try to like sit here and be like, well, "What am I good at?" And it was like, "Well, I do like films. Like I do like to make stuff like that." But damn, I don't have any equipment. But see, like that was back then when you needed like all that equipment. Now you could just do it on your phone. Uh-huh. You'd make videos on your phone, like I do, and then edit on Premiere Pro, collect, collect, correct a color, and boom, like just put it together, make a story or whatever, and that's it. And I mean, I think it had to be like so. What's the word? Um, I guess attainable. I don't know, hmm. or not affordable, but easier to come by i guess whatever that word is for that there's a word for that but easier to come by to like actually like do that stuff and i mean and that that was like and i remember like yeah like that was like always the thing where like like charles is doing this charles is doing that damn like i didn't get up on it 
or something, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause I know you like, you love drawing, like you love art. Like that was, that was always your thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I always, I always knew and I still know like your shit's going to blow up. You know, it is. And oh, thank you. And you know, it, it, but it'll come at the right time. Yeah. You know, we're talking about a little bit about that, but it'll come at the right time mm-hmm. when probably the universe creator thinks like you're ready for it. Wow. And like, that's, that's like, that's always like what people tell me too. It's like, whenever like things really start to pop off, like you're going to be ready for it. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to, you're not going to doubt yourself. Like you're not going to like, you've learned painting pastels and oil and mm-hmm. and now like you you did wood burning like carving <clears throat> like it's like all this stuff is like starting to like you have such a big resume i guess is that what you say in art world like mm-hmm. a resume of some sort like it's all building up to something so wow. like i mean say like that's what you told me too but you know i, I always wanted you to realize like like you can do like you're doing it like you're already doing it like you're we've already like set your path on it and like it's only gonna ever somebody's watching somebody's always looking somebody's mm-hmm. always like talking to somebody about about whatever like mm-hmm. you're doing and i don't know if you ever feel like you don't want to do it no more i don't know if you ever feel like that do you no no i, I enjoy it good good i was gonna say don't think like what you're doing is like for nothing. Yeah. You know, like don't think like, don't worry about like anything except for being happy about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's, it's cool, man. Like you're feeding your family with it. Mm -hmm. You're doing all these like things for your family with it. Mm -hmm. And like, it's only going to get, it's only going to get better. And like you show at Indian market all the time. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like now, like we're kind of maybe getting to a point where, you know, like, like we're starting to gain some traction, even with the both of us. Uh-huh. And so, like now, hook back up, you know, and just supporting each other. Yeah. You know, getting your shit out there, and I'll help as much as I can to get your shit out there. Yeah. With every, however I can, however, yeah. however the fuck I can. Um, and that's why I wanted you on here. You know, mm-hmm. like, because people need to see like, you're a really great artist. You're a really great person, and like I've always like looked up to you, like from the, not the moment we met, but as like that time went on, like you were just like you became like you became like my big brother, oh, man. you know. And it was like yep. I remember like I remember when you left, dude. It was like uh, oh man, I remember that day. Yeah, that was uh, that was tough. That was like it felt like I. I've been trying to think of a way like I became comfortable with you around. Mm-hmm. We're always together. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always together and I just became like really comfortable with you around all the time. And you know, like the brain is like, they're always going to be there. Always going to be there. Yeah. Like you're never going to be apart or you're never going to be separated. And then like, I remember you told me, I think you're, you think you said you're going to leave or think about leaving. And then I just like, I wouldn't like take it like, like I'd just be like, yeah, whatever, you know, like you're not leaving. Mm-hmm. And I was like being selfish. And I remember like, I missed you leaving because I, like, I honestly like couldn't like 
stand there yeah and watch you leave i remember that day yeah mm-hmm. i couldn't i couldn't do it and i remember like uh senior note and man i just remember like bawling oh man i was in my room bawling and i remember uh when i got love for warren yeah r.i.p bro yep i love you bro but man i remember he came over and like i just didn't want to be with anybody mm-hmm. like around anybody he mm-hmm. came over and man, he like sat down with me, put his big old hand on me, my mm-hmm. back. Like just, you're right. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know, I don't know, you know. And that's when Levi left. Remember that? He, Levi left before you did, right? I can't remember. I think he did. Like Levi left, and Josh wasn't there no more. No, Josh wasn't there anymore. And Rob left, and everybody just started fucking leaving, and then like. I don't remember Rob in school. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a teacher. No, just kidding. <laughs> and it felt like like a piece of me just, like, fucking left or something, like, died, I guess. I don't know. And he was like, he's like, man, he's like, he's like, you'll be all right, man. He goes, let me know if you need anything. And, like, I always remember this because he said it just like uh, in Boys in the Hood. When Trey told this to Doughboy, he was like, before he left, he goes, you still got one one brother left. Wow. And he, like, left. Wow. And, man, I was just like, fuck, man. Oh, man. And then I was, like, I was, like, sad for, like, a week. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like, I don't know, like, yeah, something died or somebody died or, like, some something left me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know. And then I just kind of thought, like, oh, that's a, the other thing Warren said, like, like you needed to do what you had to do because you're about to start a family, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of don't be selfish. Like, wow. you know, like, like he was wise, man. Like Warren yeah, was like was. fucking wise, like beyond his years. Yep. Like he always knew like things to say. And like, that's what you two, like you two were like, like, Oh, like so wise. Like you just had like, he always had like shit to say. And like, he was funny. Mm-hmm. Like he made everybody laugh. And, I mean, there was just so many memories we had with him. I wish we had more pictures with him, but I don't know. Like, I guess our phones are too shitty. But, yeah. like, but he was, like, always, like, cracking us up and, dang, terrorizing cheeks and fucking yeah. just, like, <laughs> fucking, like, it just, just, like, he was just a bro, man. And, like, yep. I guess that's the way, like, he just gravitated towards us because we were just Oklahoma, like, yeah. Okies, you know? Like, and everybody knew that. Like, everybody knew we all hung around each other or at least Oklahoma were cool mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we never really... We always had each other's back. And so I got... I kind of got out of that funk. And then I just started hanging out with... Uh, that's when I started really hanging out with, like, Tawny and James. Hmm. So, like, like, I always have love for them, too, because, like, I kind of found, like... uh I got uncomfortable and then it felt like I was like back in like fucking our first semester again. Wow. Cause it just felt like I didn't really, I knew everybody, but I didn't know everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I knew you and then I knew Josh, but then when Josh left, like that sucked. Yeah. That was crazy. Like that fucking sucked. But like he, he was, he wasn't around like, like me and you went through like, hell and everything like just fucking like the highest of highs yeah like (laughs) it was just i mean it was just like it was so fucking crazy how much we went through in that Mm -hmm. short amount of three years Mm -hmm. or in that three years we were like at school Mm -hmm. 
and then that's when I started hanging out with Atani and James. So shout out to you guys. Always got love for y'all. Like I felt like they took me in. Like, wow. <laughs> but they always like ask me about what you're doing, how you're doing, <laughs> and I know you went to New York and like you really didn't have like internet or anything. So yeah. we really didn't get to keep in contact or mm-hmm. anything. I rarely got to see you when you come down. And then, yeah. And then there was like a time where I don't even think we talked. Yeah, it was like years. It yeah. felt like years. It felt like, like maybe years. two or three years. No beef or nothing. It was just we just we had our own shit going on. Yeah. And then I had like stupid work and just felt like a depressive piece of crap all the time. And I don't know. I just didn't really feel like I can talk to anybody. And then I think like every great once in a while, like we would text each other. Cause I always knew your number and like every once in a while you would, you would text something funny or like I would text something to you and like we would laugh and then, then, then time would go by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. You would text me and then we would like, chit chat and then just wouldn't like yeah it, time like a lot of time would go by after that mm-hmm. and then it just like wouldn't like like it, yeah, it was just like funny stuff like it wasn't like how you doing like yeah <laughs> like, adult, like, random, like, a, like an adult like, <laughs> like an adult conversation it was just like being funny to each other but yeah. I guess it was just like I guess we knew we were okay cause I you were on Facebook I was on Facebook and you wouldn't really post a lot. And then, so I just figured, like, he must be okay. So you would post stuff every now and again. So I was like, well, I guess he's okay. But, yeah, like, we just, like, randomly talk yeah. through text or whatever. And then, but, yeah, like, I, that's, like, that's what I remember, like, from 07 to, like, now. And I don't even remember, like, when we started talking again. Like, full on, like, started, like, messaging each other every day. I guess I think it was recent like 18 19 yeah. maybe. it was when I got my Xbox <laughs> oh yeah that's when we started like talking more and more and like then then we got the group message together and just started messaging each other every day like how we used to talk every day and because you left in that spring 09 right or 010 I left in yeah in 10 2010 uh in February I think or yeah. March yeah yeah and then, yeah. but because that's where that's when like I started like gravitating towards James, Atani, um, Warren. There's a bunch of people. I'm sorry yeah. if I don't fucking there remember. There was like a whole other group. <laughs> yeah, like there's like I mean there's like so many of us. Like I, I I'm sorry. Like Henry, um, well fucking Levi of course, but he had, yeah. he left and Josh, Josh, but he left and. I mean, there's just, like, so many so many of us, like, roll fucking deep. Yeah. Like, that was a thing, like, but but I really, like, got to know Rob and them, like, after you left. And then it was just, like, that's when, like, but then he left, too. Like, he had to fucking, <laughs> he left, and then I was like, dang, everybody's leaving. <laughs> dang. But then it really did become, like, James and Atani stayed there. So then it was just, like, me and them, because everybody left. Like, there was more people in that group after you were, but, like, everybody fucking left. Wow. Like, they either had, like, to go home or they got kicked out or they had a bill to pay. And it was just, like, fuck. And then and I left because I owed a bill. And then 
I couldn't pay it off. I, I didn't have, what was it, like almost $2,000. I didn't have that. So I was like, God damn it. I guess I got to <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I guess I got to take the old <laughs> cowboy take, way out. And get, you got to take the L. Yeah, you take the L and just fucking start working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but God damn, it took a long time. It took a long time to find myself. You already had found yourself, right? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't feel like I did. I feel like I found myself whenever it was kind of like when I was like, I felt like my back was against the wall. Like, are you gonna, are you gonna do this artwork and and make some money or or not? Mm-hmm. Then that's when, that's when I just jumped into it and like. Well, I'm going to, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to hold myself back. I'm just going to start doing my art and, and getting myself out there. At least try it. You know, what's the worst that could happen if, if it doesn't work out? I'm always going to be an artist. I'm always going to create. I'm always going to try and make something new every day or, or try and learn something new. And I think that's when I really, really found myself. When did you, what made you go to IA? That's what oh, I've been wanting to God. ask you too. Um, before I forget. It was crazy because, so after, uh, after my grandma passed away, like I couldn't stay in Oklahoma. Like I just had to leave because I couldn't be in that. Because we lived like where she lived mm-hmm. and I just couldn't stay there. Like I, I guess it was a grieving, a grieving thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I went out to Oklahoma or uh, California, <clears throat> and I I stayed with my aunt and my uncle, and I worked out there in Southern California. We were like 15 minutes from the beach, and um, I welded. I was a welder out there, and I did a lot of uh, helped a lot with my uncle's business, and and um, you know I, I always imagined myself being being out there like in the west coast you know i thought i was gonna live the rest of my life out there honestly like so i i decided to apply for uh i i and it was like two weeks past like the application date oh shit <laughs> yeah. i was like well oh uh, well i just tried anyway so i uh put in my application and and got all the paperwork and stuff like that and <clears throat> i think it was like two weeks before school started before the semester started and and I didn't hear anything back from I didn't hear anything back from them. I was like, "Well, did I get in or did I not?" You know. So I told my aunt, I was like, "You know, maybe I didn't get in." And and she said, "You should call them." And and so I did and they're like, "Oh, we I thought we thought we sent a letter of uh what do you call that? Acceptance. Yeah, a letter of acceptance to you. You didn't get that? I was like, no. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you got in. You need to be here, like, on this date. I was like, and that date was, like, the next week. <laughs> so I wasn't prepared or anything. I didn't have anything. And at that time, like, uh, we were almost going through a hard time. And I was like, how am I going to get out there? And so my aunt, you know, she, her and my uncle, we, we, you know, they, they scraped together, you know, what we needed and we rented a car and we drove from California 
to New Mexico. We got there in two days, and then we got to IA, and uh, we got there, and we went to the dorm, and I didn't have anything. I had a blanket and a pillow <laughs> and my clothes, and, like, I guess she felt bad for me because when we went in there, and, like, I was like, oh, you know, I was, I was used to being away from family because I went to... I went. I got sent to Riverside Indian School. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people maybe went there like at their own free will. But I got sent there because I got in trouble. <laughs> and uh, so I was used to being in a dormitory. I was used to being on my own, I guess, at that time. And um, at, I, after... Uh, Riverside Indian School I went to a job corps in Tahlequah Mm, okay yeah and it was like a dormitory too it was like it was almost like Riverside but there was more like a variety of people there you know Mm -hmm. so I was used to being I was used to the institutions and I became institutionalized (laughs) because at, at Riverside you had to let people know you had to let the dorm matrons know like where you were every hour of the day like after school damn yeah so i was used i like my mind became institutionalized and having to check in and let let people know where i'm at <laughs> so when i went to i um i remember my aunt brought me there and she was like you know you, you need something let me get you a microwave and some snacks and a stereo or something you know to 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 have something, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, so we, I think we went to Walmart, but before I left the campus, um, I was looking around for like someone, someone in charge. And I seen this old guy in the rec room and he was like reading a book. And I, I went in there and I opened the door and I said, Hey, I'm going to a Walmart, but I'm going to be right back. <laughs> and he looked at me and he's like, okay. <laughs> and like, and like, that's when I realized like, whoa, Am I institutionalized? <laughs> like, I have to. I thought I had to let somebody know, like, where I was going to be and that I was coming right back because I was used to that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we, we got our stuff and then we came back, and it was really hard because uh, I grew so close to my aunt. She was like um, another mom to me because she worried, you know, she worried about. I guess she was worried about me and like whenever whenever it was time to go like she gave me a big hug and she started crying I was like oh god I'm gonna start crying now it's good. <laughs> and then um like it was like we had that moment because I was always I I didn't never think that my aunt was uh that close to me but we were we had a relationship you know she was like a mom to me because at that time I, I wasn't I didn't have a good relationship with my mom you know so she was the mother figure you know mm-hmm. and we we cried and I said I'll be all right and she said anytime you get lonesome you just call call us call us in California and let us know how you're doing so that's what I would do and then, then when my uncle when it was time to say goodbye to him he just shook my hand hard he's like all right dude see you later <laughs> so, okay <laughs> It all started, I guess, at IA. You know, she 
we were there. And it's crazy because, like, my uncle, my uncle Sonny, he was always the type of person to encourage me. He he was, he would encourage me, and like, to do everything. And maybe that's where I got it from, you know, to have that drive, I guess. Yeah. Because he would, it always seemed like he had my back, no matter what. And uh, he was, I think, at that time I was I living at my mom and dad's and um, he came over one day and he's like, Dukon, let's go to, uh, come with us to the Gathering of Nations. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just got my clothes packed and we left. And that was the first time we went to gatherings. It was crazy. It was like a, it was an experience. Mm-hmm. You know, we went to all these places and in New Mexico, and it was crazy because like, it was, we just got there at night, and we just it felt like we came over a hill, and like I could just see all these lights, and like, it was like the sky was like a dark purple almost, and it was almost like a dream. <laughs> it was weird. It was like all these flashing lights, and like it was like almost like a dream. And we'd go to casinos and we would go to like all these nice places to eat that I've never been to. I was just a country boy from Oklahoma, from Southern Oklahoma, you know, didn't go anywhere, you know? (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) he was always the type of person, like everything was big, you know, like what, what are you doing with your life? You know, it's gotta be big or, you know, so, so he was like, Dukon, like, what are you? What you been doing? It's like, at that time, I wasn't really doing anything. I was like, well, I'm, I think I'm going to be going to the, I'm going to apply for the art school at IAIA. And then, so everywhere we went, he was telling people, this is my nephew. He's going to be going to IAIA. And like, <laughs> everyone was <laughs> congratulating me. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, that's an awesome art school. Like, oh, you're going to have so much fun. And I was like, damn, I didn't even apply yet. <laughs> And, um, like, everywhere we went, man, he would tell people that. And, like, he would, uh, I was like, oh, God, I got to get in. <laughs> I got to get in here. <laughs> I didn't want to let him down, you know. Yeah. And all these people were shaking my hand saying, congratulations. Like, eh. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we were in Santa Fe, and uh, we were walking downtown. It was at night, too. And, um. My uncle, Sonny, man, he could talk to anybody. He was a people person. He seen this one, uh, <clears throat> this one girl, and she was walking, and I guess they started talking, like, saying, oh, how are, how are you doing? Like, we're, you know, Comanche, blah, blah, blah. And, like, yeah, this is my nephew. He's going to I I. She said, oh, wow, my dad went there. And, like, she went to go get her dad, and, like, I guess her dad was... <clears throat> like at a bar or something and like he came out and I guess he was buzzed I don't know and he was like yeah my nephew's going to I and I guess he went there and he's like I I I I he did that real loud I was like oh, God. so maybe that was my drive I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's dope when I well when you hear when I hear that now after all the stuff like I've been like I've just had people on and talk about stuff like 
Your Uncle Sonny was like just speaking that into existence. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's like super fucking dope. Like saying it over and over and over. Like no doubt, no fucking nothing like that. Like my nephew's going there to yeah. I, I mm-hmm. and it fucking happened. I know. Like, were you like two weeks late on the deadline? This was like a year before that. But you were like, how late were you on that? Oh, like two weeks past the deadline. Yeah, two weeks past the deadline. I was like, oh. Yeah. And then yet, like, that's dope, though. Like, that that fucking, like, he truly, like, I believe he truly, like, just spoke that into existence. Kept yeah. doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And it happened. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, super dope. You know, like, I <clears throat> I never really thought of that stuff until, like, I'd have people on here. And they, they do the same thing. They're oh. like, I'm going to do this. It's going to happen. There's no like, well, if it happens, if I do this, like, it's always like, I'm going to do it. Like, this is what's going to happen. Like, I'm already talking about it. And like Christian Littlehead was talking about how he started small with that. Like, I'm going to get a good parking spot today. I yeah. am. I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a great parking spot. And it's going to be like, that's going to make my day. And sure enough, like it would fucking happen. Wow. And then just kept building on and building on. Mm-hmm. And then like just I mean, like and that's where I like I heard him say that and I was like and I did that. I did that a few times where I was like, We're going to Walmart and I was like I was like, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a good spot. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna get a really great spot. And sure enough, man, like I'd pull up and somebody's like pulling out from the like the very front part. Uh-huh. And I'm like and I'd sit there and be like damn, is this a coincidence or is this like fucking legit shit? Do I know a secret that I'm like on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but, but like I kept doing that, like not every day, but mm-hmm. just, just when I'd remember, like, I'd be like, I need to do this. Like say, when you get, a, get a good spot or like, I'd go to like these, like, um, I remember we went to uh vintage stock one time and I just out of the blue, like I wanted to go there for some reason. And I really wanted that movie Thunderheart. Huh. For some reason, like I wanted it, people. Oh, Teton, he reminded me of that movie, and I was like, I really need to watch that again. And I didn't want to rent it on here. And I was like, I'd rather just have the physical copy. And so, I remember we went there, and then before we left, though, I was like, I'm gonna find Thunderheart. And I was like, I don't know which one because there's like four vintage stocks here. I was like, but I'm gonna find it. And then we went throughout our day. That was the last place we went. We went to the one in Tulsa Hills. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go to the vintage stock. And went in there, looked around, like not rushing or anything, just chilling, looking around, and went to the movie section. But that was the last thing I did. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to find Thunderheart. And then, like, fucking sure enough, man, I got the last copy of it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, how fucking random is that? And then, like. And it was like, and then Daniel came on, like Daniel Warrior, you know, like, you know him. Yep. And he's like a firm believer in that, too. Hmm. I remember, like, when he first came here, I didn't really know, like, anything about him. I just remember the stuff you kind of told me about him uh-huh. and, like, how he was cool. So I was like, yeah. and I, I've seen the work that he's done, too, art-wise and acting. And, and I remember he came over, and I was setting stuff up, and... He knocked on the door. He rang the doorbell. And for some reason, I was doing something to where it took a little longer to fucking answer the door. And when I answered the door, he's like holding this four-leaf clover in my face. And I was like, 
I'm like, what's that? And he goes, it's for you. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, I didn't know, like, what, what it meant. Uh-huh. And then, like, he goes, he goes, okay. He goes, the reason I have this for you is because, he goes, when I got here, I rang your doorbell and I said, or no, he said, before I rang your doorbell, I said to myself, as soon as I ring the doorbell, I'm going to look for a four-leaf clover and I'm going to find one. And I'm going to find it before he answers the door and I'm going to present it to him. Wow. And then, like, he did it, dude. Like, <laughs> cool. And he told me that, too, like, before we even started. <clears throat> and then I was like, holy shit. So, like, it's just stuff like that. Like, and then that's what reminded me of, like, your Uncle Sonny doing that. I was like, this, I was like, he was speaking that in existence for yeah. you. Like, he was, he truly believed it. Like, he never, he never doubted it. He never questioned it. And just like, all like and then like gave you like this drive and passion that you have i mean and you told me that's where you think you got it from just for, and like, that's dope like that's so cool to have somebody like that to always have your back be on your side to lift you up with everything you do and like just always asking you like what are you gonna do like what are you gonna do with your life like yeah not like saying not like um not like a parent like yeah what are you gonna do with your life like trying to get you to another like to to get you to cross cross a bridge mm-hmm. i want to be an artist but like actually like believe it like i'm gonna be an artist like mm-hmm. i'm really gonna do it i didn't have nobody like that and i think that's why it took me a long time to like finally i guess have like some sort of confidence in myself family wise i know you do like i know like everybody all my friends do well some mm-hmm. of them or whatever but like Family wise, though, I never had anybody like say, "Yeah, you could do that." Like, I wanted to make music. Like, I want to be a music producer, mm-hmm. and I wanted to like make uh, like DJ Toomp and all that shit. Like, I wanted to do that, but like nobody in my family like got it. Like, they were like, sure. "Just like say like why?" Like, or uh-huh. like my dad would be like, "What we can do is like, there's no like retirement or anything like that." And that was, like, the only thing, like, he'd say, like, there's no retirement. There's no safe way to, like, make sure you're going to be set, like, later on in life. I think my mom just kind of said, like, yeah, you could do it. But it wasn't, like, I fully, like, believe in you. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe just try it and you, maybe we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, like, nobody was, like, yeah, you're going to do that. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be great at that. Mm-hmm. So, like, like there's, like, a, like, a, like, I wish I had somebody in it like that. But mm-hmm. maybe... I don't know the reason why, but maybe I just had to go through it on my own. Like finally, like maybe, maybe somebody was doing that. Like it wouldn't click then either. Like maybe I'd still have self doubt. Like, like right now, like I don't have like any doubt, like in anything I do, like I'm around like the right people. I've met so many new people. Um, and it's just like connecting with like people that, you know, want to go to that next level of stuff they're doing, yep. you know, and, and you're there too, you know, like, but we're all here to help each other. Like we're all here to like fucking have each other's back and lift each other up and, <clears throat> and just like keep speaking things into existence, you know, yep. I don't know where I was going with that, but, oh yeah. But yeah, like your uncle Sonny, man, that was just, that's dope. Like he did that. And I understand what that is now. Like, had you told me that a long time ago, I'd have been like, probably just cracking up like yeah like why would he do that like mm-hmm. like making it into like a joke or something yeah. but now it's like he was really truly just like i guess amping you up 
Yeah. Maybe trying to get you ready mm-hmm. because it is like it did happen. Yeah. And then we found each other. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah, I never thought about it like that. <laughs> he was just that type of person. You know, he That's was cool, man. He was very, he was a unique person and he, he's the type of person that could just make anybody laugh. A stranger. Like he was that, he was special and he was, awesome he always included me in a lot of things and i was always like dang why why me you know mm-hmm. but now that i think about it man i'm thankful i mean he was so unique and he was funny he was an awesome awesome flute player sunny nevicoya here hey, if you ever get time man look him up his he is an awesome flute player, and uh, you know I'm. I feel very fortunate to be uh, around the people that I grew up around. You know, because because you know he passed away and we don't have him anymore. And you know, I don't have that 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 person that always wants to know like uh, what I'm doing or how I'm doing. So I feel like I have to continue on and keep I know he's watching over me you know but just keep trying to be trying to be the best person that I could be because he was always the type to like call and say how's jujitsu you know how how are you doing competing like calling like that like (laughs) so I tell him like yeah sometimes you know this time I got beat or this time I I placed or you know but you know all those good times and those good memories I remember, and I hold them, hold them close to me. You know, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm not trying to get, you know, sad or anything, but you know, I'm thankful for his life and everything he did. Yeah, it's inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a big part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And then, also before I forget, yeah, you were. You're good at welding too. Yeah, I used to weld in, yeah. in high school. <laughs> yeah, we were in Mark's class. Remember that? Yeah. Oh man, Mark! Shout out to Mark. <laughs> if you're listening, Mark. Hey man, like on a serious note. Yeah. Mark, man, I appreciate everything you taught me. Um, a lot of the things you taught me with the tools, I I ended up using them in my life, which is really cool. And it's funny because like, when we took that class. We were making the cedar wood boxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know what happened to mine. And and I remember, like, during that class, I was like, oh, what, this is this is kind of boring. Like, a cedar wood box, you know, so what? You know, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then come to find out, like, later on, years down the road, like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> making <laughs> cedar wood boxes. <laughs> and, and, you know, people... Ordering cedarwood boxes from me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Mark, man, like, you taught me a lot. You know, at the time, I maybe didn't listen or maybe didn't take it serious, but, you know, everything you taught me, um, I'm using it <laughs> yeah. with the welding, with learning how to do a table saw, chop saw, skill saw, jigsaw. David steaming, a lot. yeah, Fuck. steaming wood boxes. Oh, I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. Damn. welding, 
Meg, Tig, like, man, just because and later on down later on down the road, like, I was helping my father-in-law build log cabins, and and he was he's like a uh, like a real manly man, you know. He's like an iron worker, and he's they know all about tools and stuff like that, and. He's like, do you know how to do this? Do you know how to run that? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I, I was taught that in college. <laughs> so it saved me, you know, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Shout out, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. wish I wish I would have took a class more serious. Well, <laughs> we'll see, like, when I worked with my brother at um, a welding shop, Actually, that came in handy because mm-hmm. at least I had the experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like fucking scared whenever we were doing it because we had that mask on. You can't see shit. Mm-hmm. And when you light your thing or you light your uh, welding, like you could, that's when you see it. But it's so bright, you have to have that fucking mask on. Yeah. So I at least knew like what to do, how to start it. I was a little rusty, but my brother helped me out with it. And. Like, it actually came in handy. But, yeah, like, I remember you were really, you were good at welding. And, like, you were just, like, sitting there, like, doing those circles. And I was like, fuck, this guy can do everything. I used to (laughs) weld in high school. That's why. (laughs) I think they did, like, free labor on us. Because we used to make, uh, we used to make um, hay feeders for, like, the local... Oh no! Shit. Ranches, ranchers, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And um, I remember just do like welding, like hay feeders for for our class. And I think like that guy, our instructor in high school, he would we would do them, we would weld them, and then he would sell them to the local farmers and ranchers. Mm. Yeah. So okay, I had a little experience in that before and i love welding and at that time in high school i didn't like going to school but i would go to school i would go to that class i would make sure i would never miss that class <laughs> like all like i think that was like at the end of the day too like from one o'clock to three i would never miss that class because i enjoyed it mm-hmm. you know i really like welding it, at that time in, in high school it was arc welding and then <clears throat> when I when I went to work with my uncle in California, we built um, greenhouses, and he had me welding for him out there. And he didn't use an arc welder; he used a MIG welder. So he taught me how to MIG weld. Ooh. Yeah, so I had a little bit more experience, like when I when I went to school. Mm-hmm. It was kind of unfair. It's getting. <laughs> 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 well, I was in last place. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh fuck. It's yeah. Pretty cool. Oh yeah. Shout out Mark. I yeah. hope we see you uh in Santa Fe. We me and Russell were the ones that used to clap for you when you'd come <laughs> oh, yeah. in class. <laughs> in the cafeteria. And you hated that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> Dude, he was so cool though. He just Mark took was it. cool. Like man. he just fucking like he'd laugh and like, like he'd put his like arms up too. Like yeah, make, Mark was like, like the coolest clap, person. Clap, like like yeah, like he was like so fucking cool. Like 
He had that awesome mustache too, remember? Yeah. <laughs> he was a special teams coach. He taught us how to punt. No, I'm just kidding. No, no we, we had this like ongoing joke about coaches. Like who would be coaches at I Yeah. Yeah. And I it was like Nakona was like head coach. coach. Head coach Nakona. And then like RJ was the offensive line coach. <laughs> and then uh Mark was a special teams coach. So kickoff return, kickoff kickoff and kickoff return, punt return, punts and <laughs> Brian's defensive coach. Yeah, Brian was defensive <laughs> coach, and uh, damn, there was like another one. Rob was water boy, but uh, <laughs> Moses is the D line. <laughs> <laughs> we could go on and on with stories. Oh fuck! But what's one of your best memories about IA? But the best memory <clears throat> of IA. Was when um, I think it was during spring break, and some of the kids like left for spring break, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't go anywhere because we didn't have that kind of money. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> we stayed at school. But uh, it was spring break, and like a lot of people left, so I went down to the old rec room, and there was a TV down there, and I was watching basketball, and I had a basketball with me. And there was no one down there, and it was, like, really nice. Like, it was, like, a nice and peaceful just watching the game. And I was laying on this couch, and I was, like, throwing the basketball up and catching it, just watching the game, minding my own business. And then Alex comes in out of nowhere, and he's like, hey, let's play 21. I was like, I was like no, I'm, I'm all right. I'm watching the game. And he just kept bugging me. He's like, Come on, let's play twenty one. I was like, I was like, no, like, dude, just leave me, leave me alone. <laughs> and uh, and he gra- he went over and he grabbed the ball for me. He's like, come on, let's play. I was like, you want to get this ball back? You gotta play me. I was like, Shh. so finally, I just, <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess we're we're gonna go play twenty one. So we went outside, went to the basketball courts, and uh, then we started, and it was just me and him out there. And like, we started, and like I would at that time I was like in a, in really good shape, but you know I just didn't get tired. It felt like so I was just scoring left and right and blocking his shots and stuff like that. And Alex wasn't the most athletic, but you know I don't know why he wanted to challenge me anyway. He's like six two, he was way bigger than me, and he wasn't he didn't play basketball, you know. So anyway, I got to 11, so you get to 11 and you beat the person, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't have to go to 21, so we were done. I was like, all right, Alex, like, we, we're done. And, like, he was breathing all hard. And uh, and he was, like, he was all sweaty and he was breathing hard. And he went back into the, into the dorm office, like, the, the, uh, RA's office. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was a girl in there, and there was a dorm matron in there. Or a dorm uh, advisor. What do you call it? Advisor. Yeah. And um, he was breathing all hard. And I guess he told on me. I don't know why. Like, because they, they were concerned about him. Because they're like, Alex, why are you breathing hard? 
and he's like, I just got done playing 21, you know, with, with Charles and was like, Oh God. <laughs> so they, I got called into the office and, and, uh, the, the head dorm, uh, the head dorm person was like, why now? Why would you challenge him to a game of twenty one? And I was like, RJ, like I'm, I was minding my own business. <laughs> I was watching the game. I wasn't bothering anybody. I was minding my own business. And like, like, and he's like, you know, he can't beat you in twenty one. And like, then Alex was just sitting there breathing hard, and he's like, I love it, <laughs> I love it. And like, he was sweating, and you know, it's like. And they were all looking mean at me. <laughs> the girl in there was crying. <laughs> so I looked like the I looked like the asshole. <laughs> and I didn't do anything. I was minding my own business. <laughs> so I got in trouble and after that I thought RJ hated me. Like I thought he like really like legit didn't like me. But then whenever I left, whenever I like left IA for good, he gave me a, a scarf. And I had a had a bear on it it was like a bear pattern scarf and um he knew i was going to new york and he's like you're gonna need this and he gave it to me and like i gave him a hug and then i was like wow like i didn't think rj would do that for me you know and like i have that scarf to this day nice yeah nice should have brought it I don't think I've seen it. I, you, I remember You've never you told seen me it. that. I, I could show it to yeah, you. Yeah, send me a picture. I have show it me to this day. Yeah. I remember you told me that story, and but I've never seen it. I've always like just imagined it. Because I always thought RJ didn't like me. I was like, I always thought I was... You know, the villain. The villain. <laughs> <laughs> so I still have that scarf. I still use it to this day when I work. You know. Nice. Because the winters up there are crazy. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the wintertime, man. It's really peaceful. Yeah. Like, I enjoy it. I look forward to it. I like the Oklahoma heat. Like, I love the heat here. It's different. It's like a dry heat. Yeah. Because I'm used to it. I'm oaky. Yeah. Born and raised. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I melt all the time. <laughs> No, but RJ was cool. Yeah, like, RJ was. Cool. RJ was like, I I think probably like I have so many memories, but I remember I always this is probably like the third time I've said this, but I remember like when remember when he started uh, Midnight Breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Like I always say, like <clears throat> like he didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like he didn't have to go out of his way to stay there after hours and cook and cook for mm-hmm. all of us there. Like that was always like, that always stuck out to me. Like, like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this guy like loves us. Yeah. You know, he probably didn't say it, but you know, he cared for us, you know, and he always wanted what was best for us. Mm-hmm. But like, we're just all kids. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like just not listening. Like, but <laughs> just teasing, terrorizing him. But, but I mean, like, I remember, I do remember, like, we went to his office, and it was me and you, of course, mm-hmm. and I can't remember who else. There's somebody else, but we're telling them, like, we're hungry. On and the weekend. On the weekend, yeah, and we're hungry, and we have, we had money, but it was for gas. Well, I had no gas either. Like, I had a car, but it was either, like, get gas 
for the next day or trip or whatever or like see if we could make it to McDonald's to mm. get like some <laughs> double cheeseburgers. And then I think we ended up doing that anyways, but I remember we went to his office and we we're like, RJ, we're hungry. And he was like, well, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. And we we're like, I don't know. Cook for us. <laughs> yeah. He was like, what the hell you, what the hell do you want then? <laughs> like, I remember he said something like that. I was like, damn, I don't know. I was like, I breakfast. guess, I guess breakfast. Yeah. Like I guess breakfast, like that was the only thing we said. And then he was like, why? Like why breakfast? And we we're just like, I don't know. Like we're hungry and it sounds like good, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then he goes, uh, he goes, Oh, and I don't know what he did after that. I think he just kind of like teased us or something. And then we <laughs> left it seemed like he brushed it off. Yeah, like he brushed it off. And like the next weekend is when we did the official. Was it the next weekend? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. The midnight breakfast. That quick. Like it that was. fucking quick. And then, yeah. And it was, he. I remember he told us like, midnight breakfast. I didn't believe him. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, yeah, like we're going to do midnight breakfast. And... And he did it like we did it in the commons area and everybody was there and man, he cooked up like sausage, eggs, bacon, waffles, pancakes, pancakes, gravy. He went all out like yep. he fucking went all out on, and like on a what? On his. Uh, yeah. On was, his dollar. Was it just his? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. And it was like a. It was like a. He did an announcement, and he always included our names. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a almost like a ritual, like a what, what would you call that? Like a ceremony. Kind yeah. Of. Yep. So, and we prayed before we ate, and everyone would come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would eat on Saturday night. Yes. Midnight. Midnight. Saturday night. Yep. Man. And it was the best. It was the best, like, because we're all hungry anyways, but. I mean, it was just like he didn't have to do that. Like he didn't have to like, no. like for real. Like, mm-hmm. thank you, RJ. Yeah, like, RJ, man. Shout out to RJ. Shout yeah. out, bro. Like, I mean, I know you're doing well. You're on my Facebook, and you know you're killing it and everything you're doing. But awesome for real. Like, you know, want to shout you out. Like, I want to keep shouting you out. Like, I keep. I love the story that I tell about that. Like, because it just shows like that small community. Like what you did was like doable for all of us. Like it was yeah. just, it was, a, it was like a really great time to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they do that now. Like, I don't it, know. It seemed like our, when we were there, it was the best years. I, that's, that's what I want to say. We started midnight breakfast, the basketball team, mm. the lacrosse team, stick ball, stick ball. What it else? Was, MMA club, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> the MMA club. <laughs> but those are, now I can say with a true and honest heart, like those are the best years of my life, you know, growing up. Like, man, it was just, the, I always hold those memories close to me. Like, I don't think anything will ever top that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same here. It's like, <clears throat> When I wasn't doing this and I was like depressed, I would go back to that time wow. and I would want to recapture it. Mm-hmm. But it was always, it was done. It was a done deal. I couldn't go back to it. 
and it's always good to hold your mem- like memories like that close, mm-hmm. but not to like always reflect on it mm-hmm. because it's always going to be like, damn, like I wish, I wish I can be back at that time mm-hmm. because it just seemed like it was just not a care in the world. No, not a care. Not saying like we didn't care about anything. I'm just saying like we were all like together. We all had fun. We all like looked out for each other. It and I mean, community. like, it was a community. Like, it was just, like, it was, I don't think there was anything, like, from what I hear from other people, there's, like, nothing like that. Like, mm. when they went off to other schools or some shit, like, it wasn't, there's nothing like that. Like, mm. that was just, like, a, a special experience for everybody that was there at that time, I think. I don't know how it is now. Uh, I honestly don't, like, um, they always hit me up and let me know. Uh, I don't know if you guys play basketball anymore, stickball, have midnight breakfast. Uh, what was the name? I don't know if Peggy still works there. I don't know if like Carol still works there. I know RJ doesn't work there. Wow. Um, so I don't know. And I think a lot of teachers don't that we went to school there with that taught us. Like, I don't think they're there anymore either. Mm. So I don't know how much different it is or anything like that. So, but I mean, it was just like, I'm glad I grew up with that. Like, it was like, so like from being just a scared kid to just seeing like all this stuff with like different people that I've never met before. And then becoming like just my family, like my brothers, you know, like some sisters too, like just all like fucking like coming together, like, like the Avengers or some shit. Like, I mean, it was just like, yeah, like. I don't think anything will top that. And I, and I don't, I don't want like, I wouldn't take anything else at that time growing up. Like I wouldn't take anything, anything besides that. There's nothing that I would rather do than that time. Like, like if somebody said, Hey, if you can go back at that time, let's say you got a scholarship to OU, OSU, because I wanted to be a football player. Like I wanted to like, like I wanted to go to college and make it try to make it at least to the NFL or semi pro at that time we had arena football. So I was like, if that don't work out, then I guess I'll be an arena football player, but mm-hmm. so injury prone and I kept getting hurt all the time. And I felt like, like, like if I didn't have that, like I wasn't going to do anything. Wow. And so, but if somebody said, Hey, um, if you can go back in that time, and you could either have that again or we'll give you the scholarship to OU to possibly be like or OSU or whatever, like to be a star, become a star and maybe make it to the NFL or something like that. I I would pick going to IA. Yeah, I would like I really would like I legit would because I think I went there for a reason. Like I think that. I think I kept getting hurt for a reason too, because I like now, like I hear like I, I was talking to Terrence Fields on his podcast, and he was saying he walked on at uh, Fort Lewis, wow. and he said it was like a job, like he just walked on, and it was a job to like try to play football and be a student because oh, he had man. to be up, work out, go to class. Um. And then, like, I think in the afternoon, like, work out a little, go to class, 
after class, go to practice, try to do homework. I mean, it's just like a full-time job. And I was like, holy shit. Like, so basically, yeah, like you're, when you get a scholarship to go to go play ball, like it's a fucking job. Like you're constantly working on everything, strength, football, whatever it is, basketball, whatever. Like you're a full-time committed student athlete. So Hmm. I think I wouldn't cut, I wouldn't be cut out for that. Yeah. Like back then, dude, I was so young and so it would have been a horrible experience for me. Oh man. Yeah. It would, I would have, I probably wouldn't even, I'd be so probably focused on doing football or I'd probably just quit like everything. Like it'd probably be a shit experience. So that's why like, if I can go back to, I like if somebody said you could do that, go by I or do this. I'll be like, nah, I'm going to stick to my stick to what I did. Go to I. Yeah. Meet, meet, meet the homies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I said, man, that was the, the best years of my life you know, yeah. growing up. It was awesome. I learned so much there and, you know, everything that I did learn, you know, I, I, uh, used, you know, some of it. There's a story that, uh, my dad would always say, and um, I guess whenever he was younger, his grandma would make um, bacon, and mm-hmm. it was like the real thick bacon, oh, like yeah. old school bacon. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess when he was younger, he would like run in the kitchen and grab like a couple pieces of bacon, and like he would put it in his front pocket, his little shirt pocket, mm-hmm. and he would go and he would play, and like every now and then, like he would reach into his pocket and take out that little piece and like eat it I guess mm-hmm. and then she told him I don't know if she told him right away but or maybe when he got older she said that's how it is in life you know people are going to give you advice you know you don't have to you don't have to use all of it or you don't have to take all of it you know just take what you want put it into your pocket and then when you're going throughout your life when you need it you take it out and you use it that was a really cool little story. Yeah. So that's what I try and do. Like now that I've noticed like certain things, like, you know, yeah, like the lady who did tell me like that my stuff was crap, you know, that it was, it wouldn't sell, you know, you need to go get you some, some canvas and paint, you know, I took all the negative stuff and like kind of didn't take it. I just grabbed the positive, put it in my pocket and went, and when I needed it, I took it out. Because imagine if I just got mad and said, you know, well, this lady doesn't know what she's talking about. Yep. You know, I'm going to, you know, go and do this, you know. But instead, I took I took the advice and got some paint. And then now look where I'm at now. Yep. And I'm thankful. Thankful for all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh... Well, still, it, it doesn't seem like a long road. Cause you've always been talented, you've always been killing it. Thank you. And yeah. and I mean it's just, <clears throat> and you're getting more well known. And I always see when you post on. Well, I when I do see it because there's so much that goes on on that page that um, social distance powwow. Oh yeah. When I do get the chance to see it, man, there's like two thousand people over that man thousand or whatever. Shout out to social distance powwow because they're like. Man, the support there is crazy. Like, it's awesome. You know, there. When people, I mean, there's, 
there's negatives there too, but like the the positive outweighs the negative. Like a lot of people, like even if they just comment, like they say, "Oh, that's that's a nice painting." Like you're inspiring me, you know, and and I'm, I'm thankful for it. Even if you just comment, if you didn't buy a piece of artwork and you just commented, you know, that's an awesome piece of artwork. Keep going, you know. I I take that to heart and be like, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And the ones who do buy the, the ones who do get my artwork, like, man, I appreciate you very, very much. And uh, you have no idea how much uh, um, you're uh, supporting me and, and, and my journey as an artist. And, and I always tell them like in, in a message, like, you know, I'm thankful for like everything you're, you're doing for me and I appreciate it. And some of the people who, who got my pieces are, have become my friends on Facebook. And so, um, I, sometimes I feel like, uh, I'm a secluded person. Like I, I don't like to let people in, but as I'm going along in my art, art career, like I'm trying to op- be more open, I guess, and let people like see, like see me, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. So the people who do, get my artwork you know they're my friends on facebook they get to see my daily life or when i'm working with my horses or like with my children or like with you know stuff that i might have on my mind that i'm thinking about you know they get to see that i don't let everybody in you know i'm pretty selective when when it comes to social media (laughs) but you know, big shout out to them. Yeah. Well, let the, let the good ones in. Yeah. Let the good yeah. ones in. I mean, the negatives are like, I always see the negatives and like, eh, well, the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be someone who might say something, but I always think, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're, you know, they're going through something in their life. You know, it's not my problem. True. Yeah. You know, my, my, my focus should be on my family, on doing what I love and and what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just, you know, in my rear view mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And what I was going to say was <clears throat> let the, the good ones in because they're going to see what we all see already. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Great artist, great father, family man, a driven human being that just like won't be stopped at whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, and they're going to see that like they're going to, it's probably going to, it, it will inspire them. It will like, maybe they want to do that. Wow. And that's the thing too. Like, like with haters, like, I don't know. Like I hear like a lot of hater stuff. Nobody say anything about me, but I'm sure there are, you know, and, I don't know, like, I don't understand why, why the hate, you know, like, if you're just doing it to, like, do it, or truly, like, you think, like, you could possibly do better, you know what I'm saying, like, like, if you can, like, then, like, go for it, you know, there's no, like, there shouldn't be, like, that kind of, like, way of thinking, there Mm -hmm. shouldn't be, like, competition, like, Mm -hmm. oh, we do better than Dukon. Like it just it should just be like I want to do that. Like why not? 
Like, if I think I could do better than that, then fuck, I should try at least. You know, that's what Adrian Chelopal was saying. People were, like, saying, like, she's not funny or they can be more funnier than her. Yeah. And it didn't, like, get her down. She just said, we'll do it. Yeah. Like, why why won't you do it? Not, like, in a hateful way. Like, just questioning, like, well, why aren't you doing it then? Like, you should do it. You know, mm-hmm. there should be more comedians. Mm-hmm. If you're a woman, too, there should be more women, especially indigenous, like, comedians. Mm-hmm. You know, we should all, like, just start doing what the hell we want to do, like, doing what we love. Yeah. So, like, that's what I always say, like, you know, if somebody says something about my stuff, it's like, well, like, do a podcast. Like, you know, like, get people on and do what you want to do. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm not going to, like, like you, like, I'm not going to, like, waste my time, like fuck this dude like or fuck this person you know like like make it ruin my day because man like things are going great like sure. things are great you know like like i'm i'm here now what i'm doing i got you here we're gonna hang out this week this week weekend yep and i mean it's just like like nothing can like tear me down you know what i'm saying yeah. like with the stuff i've been doing because i get a lot of feedback on like you're bringing Indian community, like you're bringing any country together. Like you're making it realize how small it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because sometimes like, I feel like, like I just don't want to do it, but then I'll get like some random message like that, you know, like, like keep doing what you're doing. Like, and I want to say like, I appreciate those. Like you, like you don't even know like how much of, of my day you make. Like when I read that, because mm-hmm. sometimes like I don't know how people know, or it's just randomly sent to me. But I'll be like, uh, like, like, am I actually like doing anything with this? Like, is this really like doing anything? Like, it just feels like for nothing. And then like I'll get those random ass messages like yeah. that. So shout out to y'all, the listeners. Shout out. Fuck. Like, I'll just randomly get those messages, and it makes me like, like fuck it like i'm just keep doing it you mm-hmm. know so it's been about seven months now wow yeah time flew to me man i think it's gonna keep going keep getting bigger and bigger and better and better and and it's just awesome to watch the process because i could always say man that's my best friend yep. he's doing what he's what he loves yep. and it's awesome like i said man like it inspires me and it it takes guts to do something that you love like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It does. And, uh, man, it's inspiring to me. That's all I can see. It's, it's, it's inspiring. Every time, just every time you do your podcast it gets better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm grateful and I feel fortunate to be a part of it. I feel thankful that I'm here, that we're, you know, both in good health, that we we're able to spend this time together. You know, we're, you know, our friendship is just, I don't know. I feel, I count myself fortunate to have a friend like you. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a, a family. Like, I feel like you're my brother. You know, and, and I hope you feel the same way, too, because we've like I said, we went through the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. He's seen me at my best. He's seen me at my, at my worst. And um, 
I've I've told him things that I I I wouldn't I didn't think I'd ever tell anybody in my life. And uh, we've had some some times where we've cried, some times where we've laughed, times where we've gotten scared together, overcome things, and time, <laughs> just crazy times, like <laughs> the best ever crazy times that I, like I said, I count myself fortunate to even know to know you and to be able to have the experiences that we've had it's just awesome yeah we have stories for days we couldn't we couldn't you know to tell the stories that we have it just it's unlimited yeah 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 i count myself fortunate too because well i got like i said before it was like found each other found each other for a reason yeah and we're still here together you know, and things are starting to pick up for both of us, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do it together. We're gonna, we're gonna go through this together now. So, yeah. you know, I want you there, and for real, like I do count myself fortunate to have you in my life. Mm-hmm. Like it's just been like, yeah, we've been through shit. We've been through everything. Yeah, just fucking damn that first semester, and then going on and. We he used to drive me to uh, back home to Oklahoma after yeah. each semester, pick me up when the semester started. He would say, "Be ready at nine p.m." and he wouldn't show up till twelve a.m. <laughs> when we'd leave, he'd say, "Be ready at nine. <laughs> we wouldn't leave till about one or two. <laughs> but you know, I, we we. We grew on each other, and we, I think we we know each other, <laughs> yeah, like the back of our hands. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh fuck, <laughs> fuck man, yeah, I can't wait for this week, this weekend, and this is, this has been a pleasure. I finally got to tell you some stuff, how I uh, like see you in my eyes. Yeah. Finally got to mm. tell you that. Well, I, I wanted to, but I've never really had like a, I didn't know how to say it. Wow. Like I didn't know how to like say it and I still didn't, but I just said to myself, just fucking do it. Like with everything now, it's like, just do it. Huh. And then the right things, will, the right words will come out however they're supposed to. So that's like, I finally got to say that to you and how much like. I appreciate you being in my life, Mm. finding each other, Mm -hmm. being the best of friends, brothers, family. Like I've, I met your family, you met mine. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been, it's been a crazy journey, like a fucking crazy ass ride. And we're still, still down for each other. Yeah. Still, uh, just going to fucking do it big. Keep going on, keep going on now. So, Um, damn, I don't want to end this. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but we we kind of have to because I mean more crazy stuff's gonna happen this week. We're gonna we're gonna get into some stories, I believe. Good crazy stuff. Good crazy <laughs> stories, yeah. Good crazy stories. Good crazy stuff this week. It's a it's an exciting week. It's gonna be dope. Thank you, brother, for coming on. 
Um, telling everybody who you are mm. and just talking about shit, all the stuff like you've been through when we found each other, what we've been through. And I mean, it's just like that good medicine. Like finally, you know, we had a, a really great conversation, you know, and it's, it was always coming a great conversation between us mm-hmm. rather than just like cracking jokes all the time, yeah. you know, but I mean, it feels good. Like it yeah. feels real good to, have like a really genuine conversation you know with each other so thanks again for coming on and you're welcome back anytime anytime um Um, i have uh if you're able to do zoom or something when mm -hmm. you go back home Mm -hmm. we can do it over zoom Um, get the word about anything that you have going on or so whatever 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 you want to do just let me know I'm, i'm gonna be there support you fully awesome and uh, you want to you want to shout out your uh, how to get a hold of you or how to follow you, what what to look for. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> before before I ended, I just want to you know say shout out to all the people that we went to school with at I yeah. that are doing big things like Rob Rob Mesa. Like man, that's awesome. He was always passionate about being an yeah. actor. Like it's really cool to see what he's doing. And Lauren, like. Mylan has his podcast, you know, like, uh, Sadie, Sadie. Uh, James, James and the right potatoes. Uh, yeah. Natani, Natani, like, man, like all these people that we went to school with are like just doing it and it's awesome to see it. And I just hope that like my story, it might inspire somebody. It might not, you know, but if it does, you know, that's awesome. Shout out to the ones that, and Adrian, I went to Riverside with Adrian Oh, Chalapa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. she was in my, my, my grade. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, she remembers you. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And like, shout out to Adrian. Yeah, my Facebook is Duke on Harris at Facebook. I have an art page, Duke on Harris artwork, but I, I haven't updated it lately. I need to. And uh, you could follow me on Social Distance Palo too. Like, I post a, a lot of my recent artwork on there. And, um, man, I'm just... You know, like I said at the beginning, man, thank you for having me on here and letting me tell a little bit of my story and, and you know, the people who do get to hear it and who do know us, like, uh, I hope that it, you know, it was entertaining. Then we have stories for days. Like, this podcast could go on and on and on, you know, but it's awesome that I'm here. Thankful. Thankful for life. Thankful for my family, my my children, my wife, my mom, my dad, my my brothers and sisters, and you know my aunties and uncles, and my grandmas and grandpas. I'm thankful you know, to the ones out there who are who are just starting out with their art. Like, man, go for it. If they're just starting something new or wanting to follow their dream, go for it. You know, the sky's the limit. And. Uh, Man, thank you for having me. I yes, love sir. you, man. You're my brother. I love you too, bro. I was about to say that before. You. <laughs> I want to say it before you, but yeah, damn, he beat me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, I do love you, yeah. and I'm so glad you're in my life. Mm-hmm. I keep saying that, but I can't say it enough. Yeah, very fortunate. And yes, shout out to everybody that we went to school with. That's out yep. there doing big things, man. Keep doing it. Yeah, don't give up. Um, we're all here to support each other. Yep. You know, 
just hit us up or if you feel weird or something that you don't want to do no more hit us up hit, hit somebody up you know for inspiration you mm-hmm. know just don't stop doing it mm-hmm. so i feel like that too but just just keep going just keep doing it yep. and um but yeah uh go follow duke on go keep track of his art great artist man this episode he talked about he does paintings man, he draws does tattoos still welds does um sculpture with chainsaws wood burning making cedar boxes so i mean it's it's just a an unbelievable catalog of that of artwork that you do and everybody go follow him keep up with him keep track of him uh hopefully we see some people in santa fe i know this will be out way before way after that but yo come through come through see him look at his artwork share it show your family and friends just uh keep supporting all these uh, indigenous artists out there um and also if you're not following okie OK podcast please do that hmm. on your favorite uh platform wherever i would say just google okie OK podcast and they'll show up everywhere and then go follow the Instagram page, Okie Podcast, one word. Uh, go follow me at Rustamus49. That's my personal Instagram. Personal is Russell Sun Eagle on Facebook. You can add me uh, if you ever want to talk or anything. Hit me up, you know, and I'll I'll do I'll help you out help you out help you out however I can. Uh, there's a I got a Facebook Okie Podcast page too. Go follow that. Go like it. And yeah, so. This was awesome. This was great. I can't wait for what's next for us. Keep track of all of us. And I guess until next time, everybody. Peace.